Hi, welcome to today's episode of the Rocks Life Podcast. I'm Greg and today I'm chatting with Mandy Williams. Mandy has recently qualified for the High Rocks World Championships with her partner in the mixed doubles after racing her first race in Glasgow. We talk about that, but in particular focused on the fact that she was relatively recently diagnosed with autism at the age of 45 and get into what that means for her, how it affects her competing and training and lots more. It's a really interesting, inspiring conversation that I think you'll enjoy. Also, before we get into the episode, I'll just let you know that we've recently added a write-up of the High Rocks Munich event that you can read now over on rockslife.com. We look at the main results of the day, some of the interesting data around whether the course might have been a slow one, like many athletes were suggesting, and also hear from the pro race winners Alina Wilnow and Florian Gast. Also, if you'd like any help with your training or your nutrition for High Rocks, then head over to rockslife.com slash coaching or rockslife.com slash nutrition, where you can get truly personalized support to help you fulfill your potential. Okay, let's get into the show. Really hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Okay, we're live. Mandy, welcome to the show. Hello. Hey. All right. So if we... Um, if we just like before we get into everything, if we just set the scene with with your high rocks career to date, what what have you done high rocks race wise? Won high rocks in Glasgow as a mixed doubles, and it okay. was awesome. Yes, <laughs> so come in <laughs> the bag. <laughs> All right. And what, so, what, what time did you get there? Uh, well, this I'm annoyed at the time. Um, <laughs> at one thirteen. Um, but we made so many mistakes. It's unbelievable that we don't even want to talk about the time. So <laughs> <laughs> that that always happens in your first yes. one. There's yes. there's always mistakes. <laughs> so you did that. You did that with your husband, yeah? Uh, yeah your partner, partner, sorry. Yeah, my partner, Robert. Yes, that's right. Okay, okay. And uh, we should say you qualified for the world championships in in yeah. that race, right? Yeah. Well done. Exciting. Thank you. <laughs> I assume you'll be racing. With all those mistakes as well, we still managed to do it. And that wasn't our aim, so that was amazing. So, yeah. Okay, nice. So, I assume you'll be racing in Manchester? Very much so. Can't wait. Trains booked, hotels booked, everything was booked. We didn't even think about it. It was like straight reply to the email, yes, <laughs> we're going. Okay. Yeah. Right, awesome. Um, how did you discover High Rocks in the first place? Ah, okay. So, it was actually um, a competition between my two older children, who are 20 and 19, and son and daughter, and we decided to challenge them. We've always fancied doing CrossFit or something like that. And we set up, we found this event and we decided to challenge them. And the idea was they were a mixed doubles and we were a mixed doubles. And it was to see who would win. And now you need to ask me who won. Who That's, won? Uh, we did. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, considering I'm 40, oh, am I 40? I'm 47 now, and my other half's 40, and they're only 19 and 20. We absolutely smashed them. It was brilliant. So <laughs> that's better than the world, you know? So that was all. It's all that matters, yeah. <laughs> it's all that matters. Um, okay, awesome. So uh, just tell me quickly about your, your partner. I think he's got a bit of a running background. Is that right? Yeah, he's an elite runner. So he's like a 29 minutes and four. So 29 minutes, 14 seconds. I better not get it wrong. 10K. Um, so he's been an elite runner. He ran for Central Athletics up here. Um, yeah, he that's his background, that's his bread and butter is running, so yeah. Okay. So, uh, but yeah. I had to pace it, remember, as a mixed doubles, yeah, so yeah, the pressure yeah, yeah. was on me for that. So, imagine how that must have felt, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and how about your sporting background? So, I hated sport, <laughs> and I came to sport to running to get fit to qualify um, for the RAF, and basically, I kept running after that. 
and probably touch on a little bit more about me in a minute but I don't do anything mildly everything is done to the top level so I got very quickly into the running world and did triathlon um hill running I've done masters running to a better level I got probably very good when I was about 40 a bit late in the season but there you go um so I ran for GB in the masters mountain champs last year we got a bronze medal as a team I've won races in Romania hill races and things like that um but yeah, a bit late to the party. So this it's a bit like, oh, what could I have done? But so running again is my bread and butter, but a little bit older. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's get into some of your your health history, if you like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so you were relatively recently diagnosed with autism, yeah? Correct. I was diagnosed when I was 45. Yeah, so okay. two years ago, just over two years ago. Okay. And how how did how did that come about? Um I've always felt quite like an alien anyway. Um, so, for example, even in sports, I could never play netball or catch a ball. I wasn't allowed to be on any teams. I didn't want to be in any team. So even in a sporting um, environment, I could see there was something that wasn't quite getting on with my brain. Um, socially, I struggled. And again, like I said, with the running, I did everything to a high level. So I didn't just run. I I found the best coaches and I trained extreme and everything. And and then anxiety was getting quite bad as I got a bit older. And also, yeah, just a few signs and symptoms. And actually, it was my partner that encouraged me to go and speak to somebody. And then the pieces just sort of fell into place. And I got the diagnosis. Um, and it was a, a huge relief, to be honest. Absolutely huge relief. Yeah, everything seemed to make sense. And it's it started a new chapter in my life totally since then. So, yeah. Okay. But it's essentially something that you feel like is... is has impacted you for much of your life really yes yeah so like for example the problem is I was treated for depression and things like that in the past that I, if I'd known I'd been autistic could have been handled very differently so like for example now yeah I can't turn a corner on all of that but the, the signs are all there and it's like everything else you look back and you go wow okay now I know what that happened and that happened and I mean for example when I was 19 I, I, I started to become very interested in airplanes and the next thing you know I'm having flying lessons you know, and so, yeah, exactly. It wasn't just like, I can say, oh, airplanes are nice. It's like, right, how to get my pilot's license? And now I can fly for the RAF and what can I do? So things like that, I can look back and see that, yeah, okay, we can't just do a hobby. <laughs> we have to get into the world championship, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. So how we we can talk about um, how that impacts Hyrox and your training specifically uh, in a bit, but how's how's the diagnosis impacted your life would you say changed my job straight away um because I was very much in a public facing role and I knew that was leaving me very exhausted um so that was a huge one um my mental health night and day absolutely night and day because I now know how to treat myself as well um pressure's off totally and now I can relax and I feel like I'm myself so even like doing this now, talking to you about it, I'm, I'm quite happy to be an advocate and talk about it because I just feel like I don't need to make any excuses who I am anymore. So if I want to wear a high rocks top all day long, you know, I have a uniform for everything I do. I can go out and do that now. I'm proud. So I think it's more a sense that I feel very comfortable in my own skin. Um, and it's just as again, I wish 20 years ago that happened. So very dramatic change. Very dramatic change. <laughs> I'm smiling all the time, put it that way. So it's great. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, I saw you, I saw on one of your posts, you mentioned that um, it impacted your nutrition to a certain extent as well. 
Yeah, I mean, very repetitive, so very routine and things like that as well. So again, it's things that I can see triggers and, and know now how to handle those triggers. So for example, with my food, I'm very strict because I know what sort of foods will upset me or disturb me or yeah, trigger me off. And I always eat at the same times, 11 o'clock and three o'clock every single day. And I can't miss that. So that's a huge part of sport as well anyway. So my main concern, for example, with doing high rocks was, was it going to be at 11 o'clock? Because I couldn't race at 11 o'clock. You know, I have to eat at 11 o'clock, so things like that. Luckily, it was actually at 10 o'clock, so that put the pressure on me to finish <laughs> quicker so I could eat straight after. Um, but yeah, nutrition, definitely. There's, there's so much research into the field of autism. It, it's, it's incredible, some of the things I'm still learning. Um, and very much from an athlete point of view as well. It's a fascinating subject, actually. Really fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so can, can I ask, like, Say it had been uh, 11 o'clock, what would... <laughs> it did, it crept into 11. And I remember looking at my partner going, I'm really hungry. <laughs> and it was just when we were coming to the war balls, which is a whole new story and everybody hates that anyway. And I was like, I don't think I can do this now. I'm too hungry. <laughs> and we got through the finish line and everyone does a wee picture and I'm just like, no, go, go, go get some food, go to get something quick, you know um so it's just an anxiety feeling really as well you know yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure okay uh, and then from a a, a training perspective mm. <laughs> um i know you said that it impacts like coordination oh, yes. Uh, yes hugely so and a word i can't say which is fascinating which is um i've really written it down so i can learn to say it properly pre prio pro perception basically um which is really key which is basically a part of autism we were sensory seeking or sensory avoidance and I knew that I was very much sensory seeking. So like I like wearing compression when I was running or I have a weighted blanket or uh, we stim so I would tense up or flap my hands. And I discovered that weightlifting and I never weightlifted as a runner. I mean, I was like 100 miles, 90 miles a week. I was just running all the time, extreme. Yeah, exactly. Ultras and stuff. And then I was doing no weight. So I was very weak. Um, and I realized that weightlifting or pushing or pulling, sled pull, sled push, I can see where I'm going, was really giving me this feeling of, okay, I know where I am in the world, I'm getting feeling back, and it calmed me down. Um, so the running would help calm down my, my stimming, but I felt that I needed to push or pull something. But coordination is very difficult. Um, for example, when I was a hill runner, <laughs> I love running uphill. I run uphill all day long, absolutely, just let me go. But coming downhill, I used to fall over and I had no balance. And I now know that's part of autism as well, which I didn't realize. I used to get made fun of by a lot of people, oh, you know, run uphill, but you kind of run downhill. And I'd actually once was leading a race um, outright and at the top of the hill, you no, know, and literally as extreme as walked down it. And my favorite race is actually the VK up here, the virtual kilometer, the Glencoe one, which they're not doing anymore. And I've done that twice because the run stops at the top of the hill. And I'd put my thing in and I'd take cycle shorts with me and I'd come down on my bum. I'd come down on Monroe on my bum. Seriously would. And people say, are you injured? i go, nope. Um, <laughs> I didn't care. And that's a big part of it as well. So I think the sense of balance and but loving that feeling of pushing and pulling, that has a huge effect, um, which is why high rocks, yeah, that's, I mean, I've not done my sled pull workout tonight that I've been told I've got to go do, and I'm so excited already talking to you. I'm like, you want to pull something heavy, you know? <laughs> Being excited by the, 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 the sleds in Hyrox is, is probably a rare thing, but yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited to go and pull something heavy. <laughs> <laughs> but you said uh, it, it, it does impact the wall balls, does it? 
Yeah, I mean, I was a substitute for the B team in netball for a reason. I mean, I can't catch anything. There's a lack of coordination as, and there's also this delayed reaction. We're very clumsy. And this isn't everybody on the autistic spectrum, but uh, autistic people can be quite clumsy and fall over. And I am very clumsy and will fall over and break things and stuff. And the idea of catching a heavy ball, I mean, I've had a few bus lips. I've got my nose in in the gym because it's literally landed. And I've gone, oh no, missed it. You know, and of course I'm using the heavier weight. So I'm using the six kilogram ball. And that really hurts when you hit yourself in the face with that, you know, and I'm squatting down and I'm trying to catch it. And it's more the action of moving it and hitting it at target because I can actually throw it past the target. And I was actually doing that in Glasgow, I was throwing it past the target but I couldn't coordinate this tiny target and this ball. And it, it wasn't tiredness. I just couldn't connect that two things together. Um, but I'm not giving up. I, I have a coach program every day. I do 20 to 50 wobbles every day after my program because this is the extreme thing. This is the thing. And now I'm starting to fall in love with wobbles, which is really interesting. So I can't wait to pull something and throw a wobble tonight now. Um, but that's the way I deal with it. It's a challenge that I'm just going to have to get over. But yeah, hundred okay. percent. It's a coordination thing with that one. But is <laughs> it is something that you can you can work on? It's not yes. like just yes. hopeless, you know. Yes, well, it's not like netball where I don't know where it's coming from. It's always going to come from the same place. There's no excuses yeah. there. I just got a muscle memory, you know. It's not yeah. like I'm going to be in a random running around trying to catch it. So as long as I don't make it a running motion, I, I think I should get it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. And I guess in the doubles, you can you can split no, the work up as you no, see fit. Don't, don't say that because I've never seen my other half look so depressed as to when I tried through the warbles, I kept missing the target and he just looked at me like a very sad dog. He was just like, oh. and I was like, I'm so sorry. I really let him down on that. I really let him down. He's never let me forget it. So <laughs> I'm sure you didn't. I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right um okay so um how about just like Hirox is visually stimulating sounds everything how how did you find that we see I was anxious about that too and I thought it's gonna be really noisy and I can't go in a shopping center a shopping center is like to me again I look back and why did I get so dizzy but I hated it and growing up in Manchester the traffic center was like no, it's extremely horrendous thing to be in for me. So I thought it was going to be too much. I'm used to running outside and I wear sunglasses when I run outside so I can focus. But actually it wasn't because I knew I had a job to do. I knew no one was going to come up and talk to me and everybody was focused and had a job to do. I'd already been in and checked out where everything was. I was with my partner, so I felt very safe anyway as well. Um, and I just went in there. Everyone was really professional. I was totally focused. I knew I had to go here, go here, go here, go here, and then get out and eat something. And that's exactly how it went. And it wasn't like a shopping center where I'm walking around and everything's overstimulating. The music was really good. That helped. Um, actually, I never thought I'd hear my partner say, slow down. But because Dizzy Rascal came on, I speeded up. And <laughs> up. So the music tunes were good. They weren't annoying music tunes. And the lighting wasn't very bright. And I thought it would have been because lighting is something for me I struggle with. Um, and you probably see I'm not necessarily looking you in the eye, even though you're on a computer. And I didn't have to do that because everybody's just focusing on themselves. No one's really watching me. And, and I wasn't looking at anybody else. Um, but I definitely think having my partner at the side, although 
<laughs> I was very annoyed that in the tunnel, they actually show a shuttle. I don't know if they do that in all the high roxes. They show the shuttle going off to get you excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I'm a space geek. So when they show the shuttle going up, I remember my other half turning to me and going, oh, no, calm down. And I went, oh, it's in space countdown. And I got so excited. I think our first K was like 340 or something. <laughs> and <he> was like, <laughs> stop. And I was like, it's not my fault. They shouldn't have done a space theme, you know? So <laughs> that was the only time I got overwhelmed. Apart from that, it was actually really good. But I wanted to get out afterwards. I got out of the building as soon as I could. Yeah, and then for a couple of days, it wasn't, I was training straight away the next day. It wasn't physical. It was afterwards, I was quite tired yeah mm. so it just took a while to to calm down from that and the travel it was only down the road but it's the first time really in a busier area so things like that it just takes its toll a bit longer to recover so. yeah yeah sure. <laughs> do you have to be conscious of i mean to be fair i think a lot of people have to be conscious of like maybe not getting to a, an event too soon and yeah. like overly stimulating their cells before the race. Um, do, do you have to be particularly mindful of that? Would you say? Or? It's just very planned. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, we weren't there before. I checked too early, checked where it was because I hate being late for anything, checked where it was and then left the building and walked outside and, and just took some time away to calm down. But like everybody with an athlete, the adrenaline's going as well. You're sort of nervous and excited. But again, I think having my other half there was brilliant because he knows my triggers and he knows what I'm like. And and that really, really helped. He's been with me 10 years. He knows how to calm me down, not what not to say. You know, I think if anyone else had been there, it would have been really awkward. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, do you feel like Hyrox um, do a good job or a bad job in any areas for, for like other people with autism uh, want to come to the event? Been, I don't think it's been discussed. Um, I never raised it. I never mentioned it um, because I, I'm so used to just getting on with things. Um, it was never asked. It would be nice if it was asked and encouraged. But see, this is the thing with sport and autism anyway. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I think in the world, I'm doing a lot of work with a lot of sporting bodies and things now as part of my job. And, and I think there needs to be a lot more um, people actually asking questions. What can we do? You know, I mean as an autistic athlete, I mean, nobody asked me, I didn't tell anybody what could they have done. I chose to go to that event. Um, it's like running as well in races, nobody asked you, um, not even in part run, you know, nobody asks you anything. Um, would I have worn headphones? Would I have worn sunglasses? I'm not sure. It'll be interesting if I do a solo when I, when I will do a solo one, how that will go as well. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm used to, to coping with myself and going to races anyway and, and looking after myself. You know, when I'm in the race, I tend to be okay. It's usually before or an after anyway, and there's not much really an event organizer can do, I suppose, unless they offer a quiet room or something like that, which mm -hmm. would be very handy, but very difficult to put that on, you know. Mm. But yeah. Nothing nothing hugely jumping out at you right now, <clears throat> like a relatively easy change for them to make to make it more accessible for... Not, not really, because it's such a fantastic... I mean, I would advocate going to do... I mean... <sighs> It, it's so well organized and I think that's brilliant it, it was it was on time it was organized you have these stations the staff were amazing the volunteers are everybody says it but they are amazing you know so to be honest with you no I don't think anyone could have done anything differently I don't think uh, as I said it'll be interesting as a solo to see how I feel 
Mm -hmm. As I said, maybe a quieter space, but we're seeing this in conferences and other events now where this is offered. So maybe yeah, in sporting events in the future, but there's a lot of work to be done in sports in general, never mind in, in just something like Hyrox, to be honest. So yeah. yeah. One one good thing as well about <clears throat> about Hyrox, as like if you as and when you do it as an individual, is you can still get close to like your husband can still be there. Uh, as a supporter, like with you for no. most of the race, really. No, <laughs> no, no, that's That's what I'd ask them not to do. Don't let him come near me if I'm going solo. I don't want him shouting at me, do those warbles. No, he can go. <laughs> 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 no. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fine. He can support me. <laughs> um, what would you? Uh, what advice would you give to someone with with autism, like thinking about? doing it thinking about getting into the race is there any advice you give to them just do it or oh uh, no don't just do it no um find out do your homework first speak to people i i have a big autistic community that i, I do speak to um and there's a lot of lack of confidence and anxiety about these events and about racing and sports in general especially women and it's really it's a shame so i would say talk to somebody else who's done it who's autistic and find out how they experienced it. So talk to me or talk to somebody else and say, look, you know, did you enjoy it? Is it for me? What should I do? I definitely advocate weightlifting for anyone who's autistic anyway. Absolutely amazing. So beneficial from the research. Um, running, walking, exercise, absolutely 100%. Um, but events can be very anxious, and very nerve wracking for people. I think the fact that I've raced for a few years gives me a bit more confidence. So I wouldn't say jump in and book something like that unless you've built up to it first and got used to it. Um, but High Rock saying that the reason I didn't do CrossFit is because A, I don't want to walk on my hands, although I, I have done it in the past. I don't want to do it in public because I might fall over. And B, I don't like the idea I don't know what's going to happen when I get there. So I don't know what events I'm going to be organizing in. I love the fact that High Rock, you know exactly what each station is going to be and it's in a pattern and it's in a routine. And that is extremely appealing to the mindset. Um, and I think like 5Ks and races where everything is very well organized. So I'd say High Rocks, yes, a very well organized event. And that does appeal to people. But I was, I would say, it's that saying, isn't it? If you've met someone with autism, you've met someone with autism. We're not, everybody has different experience and sensory. And I would just say, speak to somebody else who's experienced it first and start slowly. Yeah. But they might not all like the music like I like the music. <laughs> so yeah, it's very difficult experience, different experience for each individual. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Good point. Okay. All right. So your your future plans in in high rocks and and sport in general is it is, is Manchester next? Manchester's next, and then I want to go and do a solo open women's, and then I want to get as fit as I possibly can. I want to really smash it. Actually, to be honest, I'm really heavily addicted already, and when I'm fifty, I would like to be doing the pro rates when I'm fifty, at least when I'm fifty. Um, but I'm being realistic. I'm setting like year two year plan. We've already got a, a coach where we're working online um, <laughs> with um, <laughs> Tiago. Um, he's we're doing his coaching program. So again, nothing by halves. We've thrown ourselves into it. And I know my partner wants to take it very seriously as well. Now, but from the running background, he's got that. And now he's all over the weights, um, which is very funny seeing a runner transform into a to a strong person. Very weird. Um, so yeah, I think. This is it now. This is I've got a five-year plan anyway, so let's crack on. And it involves high rocks very much. <laughs> okay, excellent, excellent. 
I'm not sure I'm too happy about your your 40 year old husband, the 29 minute 10k competing in my age group, though. To be honest with you, I know, I know, <laughs> but he's really weak. Don't worry, he's really weak. He's gonna okay, good. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, well, thank you for joining us. Is, is there anything else I should have asked? Yes, there is. Because I've written down all the sort of questions you normally ask because I've done my research. I think you should have asked me and you, I wish you would ask me because this is my big thing. Is there any role models? And I am really not happy that I'm on here talking about the subject and there isn't somebody else much, much better than me doing this. I, I would love to see some autistic sports people i know the strongest man in scotland's autistic um and that's amazing but i'd love to see some women athletes who are autistic as a role model i can't find any and i'm i'm really sad about that and i think it needs to be spoken about a lot more i mean it's international women's day as i'm talking to you today and i just don't like the fact that i'm a role model for my for my daughter and for other autistic women I, not that my daughter's autistic but other autistic women I think there needs to be some some sporting athletes that come out and speak about it. There is bound to be out there. So yeah, I wish you'd ask me who my role model is because I could have said nobody. <laughs> not in sport anyway, not in sport. <laughs> okay, well, if anyone's listening, reach out to us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there must be someone much, much better than me. <laughs> uh, any, anything else I should have asked? <clears throat> no, I'll let you off with the rest. That's fine. <laughs> you sure? I have written down all your questions you normally ask. So there you go. So. Go on. Go on. Oh, you put things like my training, role models, tips, advice. Um, is it now my focus? See, my background. Did I enjoy it? Did I enjoy it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've done my research. <laughs> all right. Well, give us, give us, give us some training tips then. Um, training tips. Oh, it's, it's all about compromise running, isn't it? Which is just awesome. And that's from doing triathlon. That's something I am good at. I don't normally like sing my own praises, but I'm able to get off a bike and run, um, which, by the way, my partner is not able to do. So every time I've beaten him in a mile race, he gets off a bike and he limps. It's pathetic. Um, <laughs> so if I can run off anything. I, I, I did the burpees, all the burpees and the mixed doubles. I must put that out there. I did all the burpees. And I still went out and smashed a run. I can get that blood flow going. Um, I may be little, but I'm quite a machine in that part. So tips, compromise running, treadmill, get off that treadmill, do something, pick something heavy up, get back on that treadmill. Or outside, I love running outside, get outside, I've got a 20 kilogram sandbag at the door, grab the sandbag, do some lunges, go run again. It's all about the compromise running. Yeah, yeah. And the push What's your running volume nowadays, like per week? Oh, it's awful. No, that see, that's really, I don't, I'm not adding it up because I used to be obsessed with that. I'm not adding it up. No, it must be about 30 miles a week now, which is, oh, for me, no, that's that's heartbreaking. So can we not talk about that? Because I know I can't because Tiago's programme doesn't involve heavy mileage. Um, and I've always told him I'm a runner and that's quite worrying. <laughs> so I know I need to get strong. So, and I'm getting fitter. I'm getting faster in my running time. So I know it works. So I know the volume has to come down. So yeah, yeah. Probably about 30 miles a week now. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if, if we're going back to some questions, I normally ask how, how fast are you over 5K, 10K? What's, I only what? ever ran my first ever 5K last year. <laughs> Never done okay. one before. And I did 19 minutes 42. So I was 47. Nice. That's pretty good. I've only ever done one 5,000 meter track race and I got silver. So <laughs> that was two years ago. So yeah, I, I've never timed myself in races. I've done four marathons and I've done an ultra and, and things like that. And 
I've done uh, an eight hour ultra where you just run loops for four miles, which is amazing. That really was my mindset was, oh, I'm so happy. That's the only race I've ever been excited about was doing that one. I couldn't sleep for days. I was so excited just to run loops for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> where was that? That was in Falkirk, a park in Falkirk, a cross country route. That's what I, that was probably the red flag as well. I wasn't diagnosed at that point, but that's a huge red flag that for three days I couldn't sleep because I just wanted to run loops. So yeah, <laughs> I still run loops to this day in places. So I still run mile loops, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> okay all right well this is this has been this has been great um like thank thank you thank you for coming um it's like it's, it's inspirational to be fair like what you've done what you've achieved um how you're dealing with 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 everything um and like you say hopefully there's other people out there that can be inspired by it and and, and can reach out and, and and put this out there as well so thank you for coming um good luck for the world championships thank you <laughs> and uh hopefully i'll catch up with you again well hopefully i'll catch up with you while, while we're there yes <laughs> and you won't be racing against my other half yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. good that's good yeah all right thank you take care everyone bye bye, bye. yeah <laughs>